0: Genesis chapter 13. Then Abraham went up from Egypt to the Negev. He, his wife, and all he had. Genesis chapter 14. In those days, Armafel, king of Shinar, Ario, king of Elisar, Chedor Lomer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Jo'eum, waged war against Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shanab, king of Adma, and Shemabar, king of Zeboeim as well as the king of Bela, that is Zor. All of these came as allies to the valley of Sidim, that is the Dead Sea. They were subject to Shed-or-Lamar for 12 years, but in the 13th year they rebelled. In the 14th year, Chedor-Lomar and the kings who were with him came and defeated the Rephaim in Ashtaroth-Carnaim, the Zuzim in Ham, the Emon in Shavakiriatham, and the Horites in the mountains of Seir, as far as El-Paran, By the wilderness. Then they came back to invade. Then they came back to invade. In Mishpat. That is Kadesh. And they defeated all the territory of the Amalekites. As far as the Amorites who lived in Hazazon Tamar. Then the king of Saddam, Sodom, Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboaim, and the king of Bela, that is, Zor, went out and lined up for battle in the valley of Siddim against Shidor Lomar, king of Elam, title king of Jo'im. Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Elisar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Siddim contained many asphalt pits, and as the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into them, but the rest fled to the mountains. The four kings took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food, and went on. They also took Abram's nephew Lot and his possessions, for he was living in Sodom, and they went on. One of the survivors came and told Abram, The Hebrew who lived near the oaks belonging to Mamre, the Amorite, the brother of Escol, and the brother of Asher. They were bound by a treaty with Abram. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken prisoner, he assembled his 318 trained men born in the household. And they went in pursuit as far as Dan. And he and his servants deployed against them by night, attacked them, and pursued them as far as Hobah, to the north of Damascus. He brought back all the goods and also his relative Lot and all his goods, as well as the women and the other people. After Abram returned from defeating Chedor-Lohamar and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh. That is the king's valley. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine then Melchizedek king of peace brought out bread and wine he was a priest to God most high he blessed him and said Abram is blessed by God most high creator of heaven and earth and I give praise to God most high who has handed over your enemies to you. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people, but take the possessions for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand in an oath to the lord to yahweh god most high creator of heaven and earth that i will not take a thread or sandal strap or anything that belongs to you so you can never say i made abram rich i will take nothing except for the servants i will take nothing except what the servants have eaten But as for the share of the men who came with me, Abner, Eskall, and Mamre, they can take their share. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. On that day, Jesus went out of the house Matthew chapter thirteen on that day Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down, while the whole crowd stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parable, saying, Consider the sower who went out to sow. As he was sowing, Some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on rocky ground, where there wasn't much soil, and they sprang up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered. Others fell among thorns. And the thorns came up and choked them. Still others fell on good ground and produced a crop, some one hundred, some sixty, and some thirty times what was sown. Anyone who has ears should listen. Then the disciples came up and asked him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered them, Because the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given for you to know, but it has not been given to them. Forever, For whoever has more will be given to him, and he will have more than enough. But whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken away from him. For this reason, I speak to them in parables because looking, they do not see and hearing, they do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them which says, you will listen and listen yet never understand. You will look and look, yet never perceive, for this people's heart has grown callous. Their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn back, and I would cure them. But your eyes are blessed because they do see, and your ears because they do hear! Exclamation point. For I assure you, many prophets and righteous people long to see the things you see, yet didn't see them. To hear the things you hear, yet didn't hear them. You then listen to the parable of the sower, when anyone hears the word about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the one sown along the path. And anyone sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself but is short-lived. When pressure or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now, the one sown among the thorns, this is one who hears the word, but the worries of this age and the seduction of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But the one sown on the good ground, This is the one who hears and understands the word, who does not bear fruit and yields some 100, some 60, some 30 times what was sown. He presented another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while people were sleeping, his enemy came sowed weeds among the weed, and uh, but the people were sleeping his enemy came sowed weeds among the wheat and left when the plant sprouted and produced grain then the weeds also appeared the landowners the landowners' slaves came to him and said Master, didn't you sow the good seed in the field? When were, then where did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he told them. So do what you want us to do and gather them up. The slaves asked him, No, when you gather up the weeds... You might also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At harvest time, I'll tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and tie them in bundles to burn them. But store the wheat in my barn. He presented another parable to them, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when grown, it's taller than the vegetables that become a tree, so that the birds of the sky come and nest in its branches. He told them another parable. He presented another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into 50 pounds of flour until it spread all... The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into 50 pounds of flour until it spread through all of it. Jesus told the crowds all these things in parables and he would not speak anything to them without a parable so that what was spoken through the prophet might be heard fulfill I will open my mouth in parables I will declare things kept secret from the foundation of the world then he dismissed the crowds and went into the house his disciples approached him and said explain the parable of the weeds in the field to us. He replied, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world and the good seed. These are the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one and the enemy who sowed them is the devil." The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Therefore, just as the weeds are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out His angels, and they will gather from His kingdom everything that causes sin and those guilty of lawlessness. They will throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Anyone who has ears should listen. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure, Buried in a field that a man found and reburied. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells everything he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. When he found one priceless pearl, he went and sold everything he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a large net thrown into the sea. It collected every kind of fish, and when it was full, they dragged it ashore, sat down, And gathered the good fish into containers, but threw out the worthless ones. So it will be at the end of the age, the angels will go out, separate the people from the righteous, and throw them into the blazing furnace. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? Yes, they told him. Therefore, he said to them, Every student of Scripture instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who brings out of his storeroom what is new and what is old. When Jesus had finished these parables, he left there. He went into his hometown and began to teach them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, how did this wisdom and these miracles come to him? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother called Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas and his sisters, aren't they all with us? so where does he get all these things and they were offended by him and they were offended by him and they were offended by him but jesus said to them a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his household And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Ezra, chapter 3, Eliashib, the high priest. Ezra, chapter 3, Eliashib, the high priest and his fellow priests began rebuilding the sheep gate. Eliashib, the high priest, and his fellow priests began rebuilding the Sheep Gate. They dedicated it and installed its doors. After building the wall to the Tower of the Hundred and the Tower of Hananel, they dedicated it. The men of Jericho built next to Eliashib and next to them Zakur, son of Emri built the sons of H- Hassaniah built the fish gate they built it with beams and installed its doors bolts and bars next to them Merimoth son of Uriah son of Hukoz, made repairs. Beside them, Meshulam, son of Barakiah, son of Meshezebel, made repairs. Next to them, Zadok, son of Bana, made repairs. Beside them, the Tekoites made repairs, but their nobles did not lift a finger to help their supervisors. Joada, son of Pasea, and Meshulam, son of Besodiah, repaired the old gate. They built it with beams and installed its doors, bolts, and bars. Next to them, the repairs were done by Melatea, the Gibeonite, Jadon, the Maranothite, and the men of Gibeon and Mizpah, who were under the authority of the governor of the region of the Euphrates River. After him, Uziel, son of Herheiah, the goldsmith, Made repairs. And next to him, Hananiah, the son of the perfumer, made repairs. They restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. Next to them, Rephaiah, son of Hur, ruler over half the district of Jerusalem, made repairs. After them, Jed Aiah, son of Haremayaph, made repairs across from his house. Next to him, Hattush, the son of Hashemnia, made repairs. Malkajah son of Harum, and Hashub, son of Pehath Moab made repairs to another section, as well as to the Tower of the Ovens. Beside him, Shalom, son of Halohesh, ruler over half the district of Jerusalem, made repairs. He and his daughters. Hanum. And the inhabitants of Zenoa repaired the valley gate. They rebuilt it and installed its doors, bolts, and bars, and repaired 500 yards of the wall to the dung gate. Malkijah, son of Rechab, ruler over the district of Beth. HaKarim, repaired the dung gate. He rebuilt it and installed its doors, bolts, and bars. Shalom, son of Kolheza, ruled over the district of Mispa. repaired the fountain gate. He rebuilt it and roofed it, and he installed its doors, bolts, and bars. He also made repairs to the wall of the pool of Shelah near the king's garden, as far as the stairs that descend from the city of David. After him, Nehemiah, son of Asbuk, ruler over half the district of Bethzer, made repairs up to a point opposite the tombs of David, as far as the artificial pool and the house of the warriors. Next to him the Levites made repairs under Rehum, son of Beni. Beside him Hashabiah, ruler over half the district of Kilah made repairs for his district. After him, their fellow Levites made repairs under ben son of Hinnadad, ruler over half the district of Kila. Next to him, Ezer, son of Jeshua, ruler over Mizpah made repairs to another section opposite the ascent to the armory at the angle. After him, Baruch, son of Zubai, diligently repaired another section from the angle to the door of the house of Eliashim the high priest, beside him, Merimoth, son of Uriah, son of Hakoz, made repairs to another section from the door of Eliashib's house to the end of his house. And next to him, the priests from the surrounding area made repairs. After them, Benjamin and Hashub made repairs opposite their house. Beside them, Azariah, son of Maselia, son of Ananiah, made repairs beside his house. After him, Benui, son of Hinadad. Made repairs to another section from the house of Azariah to the angle and the corner Palau, son of Uzai, made repairs opposite the angle and tower that juts out from the upper palace of the king by the courtyard of the guard. Beside him Pad-A-A-I-A son of Perosh, and the temple servants living at Ophel made repairs opposite the water gate toward the east and tower that juts out next to him the Techoites made repairs to another section from a point opposite the great tower that juts out as far as the wall of Ophel each of the priests made repairs above the horse gate each opposite his own house after them Zadok son of Emer made repairs opposite his house and beside him Shimaiah, son of Shechaniah, guard of the east gate, made repairs. Next to him, Hananiah, son of Shelemiah, and Hanun, the sixth son of Zelath, made repairs to another section. After them, Meshulam, son of Barakiah made repairs opposite his room next to him malkijah one of the goldsmiths made repairs to the house of the temple servants and the merchants opposite the inspection gate and as far as the upper room of the corner The goldsmiths and the merchants made repairs between the upper room and the corner and the sheep gate. The Book of Acts, Chapter 13. The book of Acts, chapter 13. In the church... The book of Acts, chapter 13. In the church that was at Antioch... Antioch. In the church that was at Antioch... There were prophets and teachers... Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius the Cyrenian, man a close friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas, and Saul for the work I have called them to set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work I have called them to do then after they fasted and prayed they hand, they laid hands on them they sent them off being sent out by the Spirit, they came down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Arriving in Salamis, they proclaimed God's message in the Jewish synagogues. They also had John as their assistant. When they had gone through the whole island as far as Paphos they came across a sorcerer a Jewish false prophet named Barjesus he was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus an intelligent man This man summoned Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear God's message. This man summoned Barnabas. This man summoned Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear God's message. But Eliamis, the sorcerer, this is the meaning of his name, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Then Saul, also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, stared straight at the sorcerer and said, You son of the devil, full of all deceit and all fraud, enemy of all righteousness. You son of the devil, full of all deceit and all fraud, enemy of all righteousness. Won't you ever stop perverting the straight paths of the Lord? Now look, the Lord's hand is against you. You are going to be blind and will not see the sun for a time. Suddenly, a mist and darkness fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul, seeing what had happened, believed and was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. Paul and his companions set sail from Paphos and came to Persia in Pamphylia. John, however, left them and went back to Jerusalem they continued their journey from Persia and reached antioch in pisidia on the sabbath day they went into the synagogue and sat down after the reading of the law and the prophets the leaders in the synagogue sent word to them saying brothers if you have any message of encouragement for the people, you can speak. Then Paul stood up and motioned with his hand and said, Men of Israel, and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people, Israel, chose our ancestors exalted the people during their stay in the land of Egypt, and led <coughs> and led them out of it with a mighty arm. and for about 40 years he put up with them in the wilderness. Then after destroying the seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave their land to them as an inheritance. This all took about 450 years. After this, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked, For a king, so God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. After removing him, he raised up David as their king and testified about him. I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man loyal to me. Who will carry out all of my will from this man's descendants? According to the promise, God brought the Savior, Jesus, to Israel. Before he came to public attention, John had previously proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. Then as John was completing his life's work, he said, Who do you think I am? (coughs) I am not the one, but look, someone is coming after me, and I am not worthy to untie the sandals on his feet. Brothers, Son of Abraham's race and those among you who fear God, the message of this salvation has been sent to us. For the residents of Jerusalem and their rulers, since they did not recognize him or the voices of the prophets that are read every Sabbath, have fulfilled their words by condemning him. Though they found no grounds for the death penalty, they asked Pilate to have him killed when they had fulfilled all that had been written about him. They took him down from the tree and put him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And he appeared for many days to those who came with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. Who are now and he appeared for many days to those who came with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are now his witnesses to the people. And we ourselves proclaim to you the good news of the promise that was made to our ancestors. God has fulfilled this for us their children by raising up Jesus, as it is written in the second palm. You are my son. Today I have become your father. Since he raised him from the dead, never to return to decay, he has spoken in this way. I will grant you the faithful covenant blessings made to David. Therefore, he also says in another passage, you will not allow your Holy One to see decay. For David, after seeing his own generation in God's plan, fell asleep, was buried with his fathers and decayed. But the one God raised up did not decay. Therefore, let it be known to you, brothers, that through this man forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed to you, and everyone who believes in him is justified from everything that you could not be justified from through the law of Moses therefore let it be known to you brothers that through this man forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed to you and anyone and everyone who believes in him is justified from everything that you could not be justified from through the law of Moses So beware that what is said in the prophets does not happen to you. Look, you scoffers, marvel and vanish away because I am doing a work in your days. A work that you will never believe even if someone were to explain it to you. As they were leaving, the people begged that these matters be presented to them the following Sabbath. After the synagogue had been dismissed, many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who were speaking with them and persuading them to continue in the grace of God. The following Sabbath, almost the whole town assembled to hear the message of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and began to oppose what Paul was saying by insulting him. Then Paul and Barnabas boldly said, It was necessary that God's message be spoken to you first. But since you rejected it and considered yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has commanded us I have made you a light for the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the earth when the gentiles heard this they rejoiced and glorified the message of the Lord and who and all who had been appointed to eternal life believed so the message of the Lord spread through the whole region but the Jews incited the prominent women who worshipped God and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their district. But they shook the dust off their feet against them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit.